This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning, Chicago. It's Wednesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Yesterday, the Illinois Supreme Court upheld a law eliminating cash bail throughout the state. Now, this law passed back in 2021, and it was intended to abolish cash bail. But a lower court in Illinois ruled that it was unconstitutional right before it was supposed to take effect. Yesterday's decision from the Supreme Court overturned that ruling. My colleague Shannon Heffernan spoke to Jennifer Bishop Jenkins, who lost family members to murder and played a key role in passing victims' rights laws in the state. And so the first thing I needed to do was go and look at the language of what has been now approved by the Illinois Supreme Court. And it does very clearly lay out factors that would protect victims and persons in the community. Now, a person can still be held in jail before their trial, but only if they pose a risk to public safety or if they'll likely try to flee. Bishop Jenkins said she thinks this new law will allow courts to focus on the most serious crimes and in doing so, keep victims even safer. And then there were some folks who were not so happy with the decision. My colleague Alex Degman spoke to Erica Reynolds, the state's attorney in McLean. She was one of many prosecutors who brought a lawsuit challenging the original law. She says under the law, the bar to keep people locked up pretrial is too high. There are going to be instances in which where we think detaining somebody is appropriate under the facts and will be um, unable to do so. And everybody in the courtroom will see the issues with releasing an individual um, and will have no recourse. All of this is set to go into effect in almost exactly two months. And Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox says they're ready. The budgetary ask and needs required to implement this have been made over the course of the last two and a half years. But State Representative Patrick Windhorst, a former Southern Illinois prosecutor, says that's not the case everywhere. People who are already being detained pretrial will have the right to appeal, which will cause a strain on smaller court systems. Prosecutors' offices, public defenders, the court system will be coming to the state requesting more money, or they'll be going and requesting more money from the local property taxpayer. Illinois will eliminate cash bail on September 18th. An update on the investigation into alleged sexual misconduct by Chicago cops involving migrants. The head of the agency investigating this says the city has not yet identified victims. My colleague Chip Mitchell is reporting on the announcement, which came from Andrea Kirsten. She runs the city's Civilian Office of Police Accountability, also known as COPA. Kirsten says the initial allegation came from an unknown source who claimed that at least one Westside officer had engaged in sexual misconduct with an underaged female migrant. She says COPA learned of similar alleged misconduct involving unidentified Northside officers. But I can confirm that to date, we have not identified any migrants claiming to be the victim of sexual assault or any form of sexual misconduct by CPD members. The Police Internal Affairs Bureau is also investigating. The Chicago Housing Authority Board of Commissioners was busy yesterday. 
It advanced three mixed-income developments, including in locations that have languished for years. The first phase of the demolished LeClaire Courts by Midway Airport will be a ground lease for two buildings, six stories each. And then over at former Cabrini Green on a near north side, the new Parkside Phase 5 will start. The development will have four buildings with on-site social services, community space, and a fitness center. And finally, the second phase of Ogden Commons in the Lawndale neighborhood on the west side was approved. In total, these three developments will add 357 new rental apartments around the city. 42% will be for public housing residents, including families that have been on CHA wait lists. And now for a few quick hits. Block Club is reporting that legendary low-end house DJ and producer Dion Boyd has died. He was a pioneer in ghetto house, and he performed all over the world, but he got his start in Chicago in the 90s with hits like Let Me Bang and The Bomb. Boyd had posted a photo on social media several days before asking for prayers after saying he'd had a mild heart attack on Father's Day. He died Monday night at age 56. The cause of death has not been disclosed. And 33 community groups across Chicago have received a total of $1 million to organize summer violence prevention programs for young black and brown men. And Block Club is reporting that it came from the Obama Foundation. The organizations are working throughout the summer to create fun, safe spaces for young boys on the South and West Sides. The programming includes activities like archery, maritime arts, violence interruption, mentoring, and more. Each organization agreed to use at least $4,000 of the grant for an evaluation of their summer program once it ends. The next leader of the Rainbow Push Coalition says he plans to remain in Texas where he preaches, but he has vowed to keep the civil rights organization in Chicago. The Reverend Frederick D. Haynes III says the Lone Star State needs Rainbow Push hubs in Texas because Republican Governor Greg Abbott, quote, is doing everything he can to attack diversity, equity, and inclusion. Haynes is succeeding the Reverend Jesse Jackson, who led the group for over 50 years. As for the weather, another warm, sunny day today. Temperatures in the low 80s and blue skies smiling down. That's it for now on The Rundown. But later today, WBEZ sent a group of reporters to see what life was like for thousands of migrants seeking asylum in Chicago and the folks helping them. I spoke to two of those reporters about what being a sanctuary city really means. That conversation is coming up today at 2 o'clock. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later. 